Hey, 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 Chica. Welcome to The LaValda Show, Women of Power podcast. The show where women share their personal power tools, the techniques, strategies, and ways of being which have enabled their business and life success. I'm your host, Lavelda Vincenzi, a female speaker mentor, speaker, and event host on a mission to unleash authentic, powerful female voices onto the world. In today's episode, we'll be uncovering the power tools of Nohas Esop, the conscious maverick and biz life blend queen. She's on a mission to raise consciousness, global consciousness, through biz life blend teaching, coaching, speaking, and retreats. The bullshit detector, disruptor, life transformer, Noha comes alive only to serve from a deep space of empowering love. An internationally certified NLP master practitioner and trainer, business consultant and coach, clinical hypnotherapist, a D-Martini method facilitator, and many more. Her role is to teach and guide you to the magnificent divine soul she sees you to be, the one that's inside you, screaming to be let loose to the world. In this episode, Noha talks to the essence of creating a powerful business as a woman. It's content-rich, thought-provoking, and will awaken and supercharge your inner get-up-and-go. Remember, all links shared in the show can be found within the show notes, and there's only one way to ensure that you get your regular fix, and that is to click that subscribe button right now to make sure that you get updates as soon as a new show is added. Now, I feel like that might be quite enough for me for now, so let's get on with the show. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of the Lavelda Show Women of Power podcast. Um, thank you guys for listening. This is really cool. Like, I'm so buzzed about this. I'm calling it like girl chat. Like, we're going to call it the girl chat session where us girlies get together and really talk about business, like not just business, but business and life and what makes things like how, what makes us successful. Um, as you've heard in the intro today, my amazing guest is Noha Esop. So excited to have her. I've known Noha for like a while. Um, I've seen behind the scenes of what she does with her business, the conscious business maverick. I'm gonna let her explain what that is. But <laughs> this is a woman who is merging both the spiritual side of business and life but also like very down to earth, like numbers driven, like let's get stuff done. And it is a balance I'm finding for us as women to do this. Noha, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me and that wonderful introduction. I thought, mm, yes, I do that. Hey, fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> it is so awesome to be here. And thank you for asking me. So I kind of, I know you pretty well and I want the guests to get to know you just as well as I do. So, okay. Let's just start with a conscious business maverick. What is it? <laughs> so, so a while back, I came up with this little title for myself, being the conscious maverick. And um, you know what? The conscious maverick was really, I wanted people to know that I come from a place of consciousness and spirituality and self-awareness. And I wanted people that are, to know by the word maverick that it's an unorthodox, that I'm not going to do it same, same, but different, um, that I am going to go deep. Um, but I am also going to be straight up. Uh, I am going to detect the BS. Um, I am going to say it like it is. I, and, and that there is no one route. I think that was probably also more important for me, that there is no one route um, to one's evolution, to one's elevation, to one's next level. And that 
since then, of course, I've, I've come up with my uh, biz life blend um, approach as well, which obviously also still everything I do is steeped in consciousness. And that biz life blend for me is um, the very cornerstone of what I do. And that is that life and business is not separate. Mm-hmm. You know, what it is that we are experiencing in our lives is being mirrored and mimicked in our business and vice versa. And so, you know, if we have that relationship niggle, it's, it's in our business as well. If we have a niggle to be able to receive in some form um, from our loved ones, it is happening in our business as well. And there are releases that needs to happen. So, yeah, and I am, I am a numbers-driven person as well. So it's not all like, you know, woo up in the air type of vibe. And I think that comes from, from my long stint in the corporate environment of being in sales and marketing before and teaching sales to entrepreneurs um, at, at a, you know, a graduate school business uh, level. And then at the same time also, I used to be a project manager. <laughs> so I kind of get to have the, the balance of the flow and the action, you know, which, which is ultimately what I teach, you know, from flux to flow. There's so much in that because I, I know of so many women who've been on that business spirituality journey, right? It's almost like you can go too far one direction and then you're sat there like, humana, 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 nothing's happening. Mm -mm. And so you kind of, especially the woman who's had success through doing, you know, the natural born workaholic alpha female out there, like, let's make things happen exhausted by it then goes so far the other way but can't quite figure out how to make that other side convert into cash um so it's good and and sometimes you find these spiritual teachers who who are steeped in spirituality and there's nothing wrong with that i don't want nobody messaging me telling Mm. me there's something wrong with being steeped in spirituality i'm all about that um but don't necessarily have the same uh, it's it's very much related to your personal self and yeah. and the translation of that to your business. You kind of got to work that out yourself, and that could be a bit frustrating. No, it can be frustrating, but at, uh, the way I look at it, though, always, and that's a brilliant point, Lavalda, is that I look at it as you didn't start a business out of nothingness. You know, you birthed something, mm-hmm. and as when we birth something, there is life to it right? There's life in our business and part of who we are is in that life of that business. Your spirituality cannot be split up from your worldly, you know, you don't go into a space space of worship, for example, and say, oh, hold on, I'm going to, I'm going to let go of my material life here. The one is because of the other and the other because of the other. It's, It's just as simple as that. You don't separate yourself. You are one whole person. So, for me, I'm, I find that spirituality, consciousness in and of itself, self-awareness is deeply steeped in our business. And it helps us move and shift ourselves from that hard, you know, as you described it now, that make it happen, the, the alpha, you know, I was like, ah, if it's to be, it's up to me type of vibe. God, it's exhausting. Been there, I've done been there. that. Yeah, it's like snap, right? Been there, done that, exhausted. And also, how, how addicted aren't we to the martyrdom of that? I did it. Look at me. Yes, the validation. Give it to me. You know? No, we don't need that. You know? And again, anything that we seek on the outside 
is inherently already in the inside of us. So when we're seeking the validation on the outside, when we're seeking the pat on the back from the outside, it is, it, it is us that we need to seek it from first and foremost, because it's already within us. It's not outside of us. Anything that we're seeking outside of us is going to cause us to go down a pathway of, of constantly waiting for someone else to do it for us. Love so. that. Absolutely love that. And I love that piece about spirituality, not necessarily meaning that you step away from worldly things. Because girl, if there's one thing I know about you, you like your, your luxuries. <laughs> I, and how? And how I do, my darling. Yesterday, I had a two-hour spa day um, because I can. Um, you know, and yes, I love to travel and I love good food and I love luxury. Again, because I believe wholeheartedly uh, that the universe in and of itself is abundant. It is constantly showing it to us through nature. Um, and we are the direct replica of the universe in motion. And so I'm never going to say, oh, I can't, I can't have that. That's too much for me. No. How is it too much for me if I'm a replica of the universe? The universe is constantly expanding and so am I. And it's expanding in every possible way, including abundance. And so therefore, I have an expectation of expanding in abundance. And, and I live according to that. I want to um, ask you, I say I want to, I'm going to. What is the distinction between religion and spirituality? Because I know you have both. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I know that sometimes what can happen, especially when somebody's quite religious, is mm -hmm. that that can be felt like, well, I have spirituality because I have religion. Are yeah. they the same thing? Or is there a place perhaps for both of them to coincide? They coincide. They are definitely not the same thing. That, that much is for sure. I always say that, you know, spirituality and, and, the, and the religiosity is they are related, but they are not together and they are not the same, right? Um, religion for me is, is, a, is a personal choice. It's a faith-based, um, you know, structure that people choose and some people don't choose and that's okay. And I think that that's okay part is the part of the spirituality. Whatever it is that you choose is up to you. I think where we often get it wrong is that we perceive that because I have a high level of religiosity, oh, I pray so many times a day, I go to that place of worship, I pray in that direction, I look like this, I hang out with this, and I praise like this, blah, blah, blah that people have this perception that, oh, now I'm, I'm spiritual. No, I have seen people and, and coached people who are deeply religious, but not spiritual. Mm -hmm. For me, the spirituality is the state of self-awareness. The, the path, walking the path of knowing oneself in, in such a deep way that you are able to see the universe spinning around you and feeding you with information um, that is necessary for your evolution. There's a Sufi saying that says to know thyself is to love thy, is to know thyself is to know thy Lord mm -hmm. and to love thyself is to love thy Lord. Non-denominational because I could change that Lord part into the universe, into the greater source, into the light, whatever that may be. For me, that is the big thing. Your spirituality is something that's supposed to take you down the path of knowing yourself and loving yourself. 
That's and a- that is so key for anybody in business, right? Like Absolutely. we're going to make mistakes sometimes, or somebody's going to say something that's just going to get under our skin. And it's mm-hmm. understanding well, why is that particular thing getting under your skin so much? Or why are you not picking up the phone and making that phone call? Like what's going on there? And that to you is the spirituality side of things. Yeah, we, there's a co-creation. Nothing is ever happening in, by mistake. Nothing is ever being presented to you in whatever form it's being presented without there being a lesson and a message. And in that message and lesson, there's a gift, you know, and we must be able to find that gift and be able to recognize that gift. But if we're not open to see the gift, we lose out on the gift. And guess what? That perceived challenge that we've just had is going to repeat itself Mm -hmm. over and over until we get the gift. And I think you know, this, this part of knowing ourselves and, 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 and gaining strength out of that, for me, that's the authentic power. That, the authentic power is the ability to stand firm, well-rooted, resolute in knowing who you are and being unshaken in that. And you can tell me now, you're going to go out and going to do an outreach to someone for a sales conversation? Go and do that timidly. Go and do that cap in hand, go and do that thinking less of yourself, go and do that without loving yourself. I'm telling you now you won't have the sale. You won't have the sale. But go in your strength, go in your loving divine power and your authentic power, go in your state of alignment, go in knowing yourself Mm. and whatever the outcome is and detach from the outcome, it comes flowing to you. It comes flowing to you over and over. That is a beautiful definition of power, like a beautiful, like I'm going to need you to say that again because it was so good. You know, when it's like, I, I wish I could like just tweet it. It was so good. So feminine power or like the power of a woman, like how would you define that? I'm just need to hear it again, girl. For me, the, the, and, and again, I can never repeat what I said because right now I'm in a zone. So I can't repeat what I'm saying. It's like but, me. But I, I can say to you, for me, my understanding, my uh, view on what feminine power is, is, is that authentic power. It's mm-hmm. that divine power, that, that standing in your truth, right? In the knowingness of what you are, who you are, what you are here to do and serve as. However, the challenge that I feel most of us have, that I've had certainly for a number of decades, right? What is my truth? You know, how do I stand in my truth and, and live that and stand in the power of that? Because that's often the difficulty. And, and again, you know, for me, that's the unveiling, you know, the constant unveiling of, of the masks, the facades, the bravado. And often I find the bravado around the, you know, the make it happen, you know, kind of um, energy behind it. And we need to start unraveling that. You know, and we don't unravel it for the sake of, you know, where we unravel. We unravel the threads. And that thread just starts weaving a whole beautiful new story. Mm-hmm. As simple as that. You know, so for me, the, the power, the true power of a woman is being able to know, learn, and understand the truth and stand in that. And never shy away from the magnitude that we are. Because, again, we are replicas of the universe. 
So incredible. So Noha, I know for you, you've had like, you know, when we hear the stories of the people who've had like incredible success and then at the same time, it's like, whoa, I know your pain. Like I know the pain. (laughs) How the heck and where's the client and ugh, you know, all of that sort of stuff. So you can certainly speak from experience, your own personal experience on both sides of that fence in terms of like the clients are coming and I'm like in high demand and, mm, you know, Mm. anything I do, people just won't buy it. And they're like, what do you mean? Like call 500 and still there are crickets. So for you, what, you know, in all of those years of experience, what would you say have been your three secret power tools let's start with tool number one like what can women learn where do these three things or embody and become these three you know uh, use these three tools or techniques or strategies or ways of being and ta-da like you're really going to start to um move things forward so what would you what was your like tool number one share my tool number one is always going to be that self-care mm. You know, this, and self-care dovetail with, 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 you know, a morning routine or, or part of a routine. And again, I use that word routine very flexibly because I'm not rigid in it. It's not the same every day. Um, but I do take a hell of a, t- a lot of time out for myself. Um, I don't start a day until I'm ready to start a day. I don't wow. rush to start a day. Um, I, don't, I don't wake up unless I feel that I'm... I'm rested, right? Yeah, there's going to be days that's going to ask for quite a lot to do, right? But even then, you know, I'm, I'm asking my mind to take it slower rather than pushing and rushing, right? Um, so for me, the first tool is self-care. And self-care means to me that it's not just about the massage and the pamper. It's Although those are nice. Those are nice. It's fabulous. I mean, like, you know, you know, I go once a week, right? Um, but it's, it's that time out in, in that place of inspiration. For me, it's nature, you know, uh, any forest or ocean will do. Um, it's that time out of going out to be consciously enjoy that, that cappuccino. Um, it is the time to journal. It's the time to write. It's the time to cry. Um, and it's okay. It's the time to allow myself to be vulnerable to whatever is coming up. You know, it is, it is the self-care of knowing that something, if something is, is that I'm doing in my life that isn't inspiring to me, to delegate it. Mm-hmm. It's not mine to do. It's causing me misery and heartache. So why, why am I doing it? Why am I still, who am I trying to prove this to? So that's all part of my self-care where I'm, you know, I'm, I'm acutely aware of what is inspiring to me and what is what is it that, that my soul and my body and my mind wants? So, yeah. I love that. I know my journey. So I was, I'm like a self-confessed, professed, like workaholic. So for me, when somebody would say self-care, I'm like, yeah, sure. When I get a moment, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like when I have a moment to do it. But um, so what helped me in terms of turning that around to make it a priority. Firstly, I just thought, well, I remember somebody saying to me, surely when you're tired, you're just not as effective. (laughs) I thought, hmm, my logical mind can get on board with that because the same thing that took me half an hour is now taking me three and a half hours to do. And that doesn't make any sense. Whereas if I just slept for an hour more, I'd still end up with more time at the end of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the second thing was 
actually it's the time to think. So some people think of self-care like this, um, almost like an additional, uh, how do I put it? An additional nice to have mm. when we've got time to pamper, etc. But actually to me, it got to the space where it was a critical component of my business because yeah. if I'm in it all the time, there's just things I'm not seeing. And I'd yes. find I'd just go on a long walk <laughs> and I'd be like, ah, oh. I remember I was walking once and I, um, I was, I was having this cash flow like crunch. I mean, people are mm -hmm. familiar with it. It was just a case of the invoices just weren't kind of coming in, in the right amount of time. And only because I went for this walk, I remembered there was an invoice that was overdue. Sent, and by the time I came home, the money was in my account, right? But if I was sat there working the whole time, I probably would have just forgotten. So I don't, it, it's having that space to sometimes solve the problem with ease because you're not forcing it. You just step away from it Allowing for a bit, it. come back to it. And then you go, oh shoot, that's right. I actually have two invoices that are overdue. If I just prod them, yeah. that'll be cash flow solved. <laughs> yeah. But I was so busy doing things that I'd forgotten. I think I actually forgot to send one of the invoices was part of the problem. She paid it straight away. Problem was solved by the time I got back home. It was a very profitable walk. <laughs> <laughs> and don't we just love those? I think for me, the part of that description for me, and you know, I live in Cape Town, so we had this beautiful, the seventh wonder of the world, Cape, uh, Table Mountain. And I always look at the mountain and I think, from where I'm standing, I can see the whole mountain. Right? But when I'm standing right up against the mountain, I can only see the parts that is in front of me. Uh -huh. right? And that, that for me is the difference between self-care and no self-care. Right? No self-care means I'm standing right up against the mountain and I'm having an expectation of seeing the whole mountain. Uh -huh. I can't. I have to step away. I have to step away, create some distance so that I can see the full picture. Yeah. beautiful and necessary yeah. so ladies Absolutely. take some time out if you need to call it thinking time then call it thinking time rather than mm. self-care if that's what mm. works for you but yeah. i know for me it transformed my relationship with my business to be mm. able to because we didn't start it to be working all hours under the sun at least i didn't so yeah. <laughs> so at some point you kind of got to go if i didn't start it to be working all hours out under the sun how about i just don't work all hours under the sun. See how that works out. <laughs> exactly. So what and would be create, create more space? Yeah. The, the self-care for me creates more space in your being. Right. And when we, space is expansion. Mm -hmm. And when we make more space for expansion, more things comes into that space to create more expansion. So you're constantly growing. So space for growth that's what we're going to call it create yeah. the space for growth what's your second power tool my second power tool probably has to be alignment coming into alignment and and doing everything i won't say in my power but you know taking small steps every day to stay in alignment you know there's no point in putting out a program or doing something in your business that isn't aligned to who you are and what do you define as alignment? Because there'll be some people listening to this where yeah. this idea of kind of spirituality, they'll be like, this is a whole new language. What, what the heck does this woman mean yeah. when she says alignment? For me, alignment, alignment is that moment, that resting space, that, that resting place between the push of making it happen and the, that, that freedom space of making it welcome. 
Mm -hmm. right it's 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 when your ideas start flowing to you rather than you chasing the ideas it is when everything within that program in that service offering is 100% you and not parts of different other people that you've kind of cherry picked you know to make up this this whole I have done that in my life before and have had major discomfort <laughs> and, and dare I say failure in inverted commas, right? Because, oh, she's doing it that way. I might as well do it that way too. No, business and life is not a one size fits all. And you have to find a mold for yourself. And that mold is your alignment. It's, it's, your, it's your space. The mold, however, is going to change as you grow. You know, as you evolve, so too is the mold going to change. Your alignment of what you did two months ago, two years ago, is going to change as you move along and as to be an allowance of that change. You know, I, I find too many business owners trying to stick to what they've been doing for the last six years. And I'm like, are you trying to tell me you haven't changed in six years? Because you, it, it's a mirror image of you. As you change, so does the business change, right? So, yeah, that uh, alignment is that is that that middle space, that that center point of equilibrium, that center point of, you know, the the spark. It's just boom. It's just there, you know. And how do we get there? Um, two ways, or, or not two ways. It's it's a combination of things. For me, it's the being in the in the constant state of allowance and willingness and working with ease, which can only come through the self-care, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and because that builds trust. It builds trust in what the next step is and that the next step is going to be right for me. That's the one thing. The other side is taking inspired action. Because you see, after every moment, every moment of you getting an intuitive idea, you have to take action. That's the, that's the, 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 you know, the old make it happen type of scenario. But just this time around, you're doing it it's like, oh, this feels easy. I'm going to take action on this. Most people assume that there are days on different days of the week that you have to take inspired action. No, moment by moment in your day, you have to take inspired action. So, and it's taking inspired action towards that beautiful intuitive idea, which brings you into alignment. I love this idea of kind of inspired action. I know how I've experienced like misalignment with my clients. It makes me giggle, right? So we'll be doing a piece of work and it's that idea of wanting to create, create something new. And I'll be sitting there going, but babe, this is working. Like, like this thing over here, like you're getting those sorts of speaking gigs really, really easily. No, I want to go and create a program. But why? Because these gigs are going to be so easy. Like, why? You know, so sometimes, and I know for me, I don't know if it was that I, it took me a while to be okay with, actually, I can, I can acknowledge and be excited that something was really easy. Like, I want it to be easy, but if it came easily, I was like, mm, I didn't work hard enough for that. Yeah. I didn't work for it. It didn't feel like work. So therefore I can't acknowledge it as something that I do. So in order for me to create, this was my experience, right? And it took yeah. me a moment before I realized this is what I was doing. I was like, holy heck, I am actually going out looking for hard ways to do things such yeah. that I can feel like I achieved something, even though 
there's a lot of stuff happening really easy. I started emceeing because it was, people were just asking me to do it all the time. And I thought, frick, this is super simple. So why don't I just do more of it? And that's where the momentum came. Actually, that's where my business really started to take off and it really started to grow and it's fun and it's easy. And, but I had to get to the point where I don't care that other people are telling me you can't make money emceeing. Like I enjoy it and people got coming to me. So I must be on my right path. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a massive paradigm shift that has to take place in order for that to happen, you know, because we've been, We've been conditioned and programmed in such a way to believe all this time that it's only hard work that pays off. If it looks easy, then it wasn't hard work. Yet the reality is, is that the hard work is in you doing the work on yourself. Mm-hmm. That's the hard work. It doesn't need to be the, you know, the grind, the, the daily grind every day. The daily grind shifts from doing your, your normal kind of business work, so to speak, into your self-work, you know, working on the self. That's the hard work for me. And it's not hard. I mean, it's just uncomfortable every day. Yeah. And it's the everyday. It's the, it's the, 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 it's the thing one has to do every damn day of, of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, else you're not going to get the results in all facets of your life. That is incredible. And tip number three, like I've, I'm sitting here, I'm like, damn, this is good. So number three, <laughs> people are probably like, we're not at three yet. No girls. We got, we got one more to go. <laughs> one more to go. So my, my third power tool um, is trusting my intuition and showing up. Ooh. Yeah. It's, um, you know, for me, and, and it took, as you would say, it took a minute, uh, a couple of minutes to to get to know and trust that inner voice you know and not and and try to discern between is that is that my lower monkey mind you know that's wanting to keep me safe um or is that my higher mind and the higher mind of course my intuitive center that place that that speaks to me first and speaks to me bang center from my heart um is the thing that i trust the most and I needed to learn through discipline and, and not so much focus, but more discipline and practice to one, listen to that intuition and follow it up by action. Right? Mm-hmm. And that action normally was about showing up. So from the business aspect, of course, showing up meant that I'm all over social media. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm you, it's, it's not a day that there isn't a post. There isn't a day that, or a week or two that I'm not having um, a live broadcast in my group. Um, and there isn't a month that goes by that there isn't a free training happening because I'm, I'm constantly showing up. Mm-hmm. And it's not a task for me anymore. It's not a task for me at all or a chore in any way. It's about this is my, is, is my gift that I feel that I've been, I've been, I've been, gifted with and it's my it's my responsibility almost with the mission that I have to share it and I share it as much as I possibly can knowing also from a marketing perspective people need to know like and trust you before Mm -hmm. they're going to buy from you so you know it all ties in the more I'm teaching the more I'm giving free value and the more the value is good the more people are buying you know but the interesting thing that I found as I started showing up on social media and so showing up my truth, and there's a big thing because I used to show up and like, 
you know, I used to kind of write these surface level posts, you know, about like, what are you doing in your business? What is happening in your life? You know, blah, blah, blah. And as soon as I start getting more truthful and almost, dare I say, uh, vulnerable and personal, right? Because that's the space within which I work. Um, I started realizing that this showing up thing on social media and in business was more about showing up to myself. Mm-hmm. It became an act of showing up for myself because nothing that I could put out in social media was something that I didn't deal with just before then. Mm-hmm. You know, so most of the time it was, I just dealt with this. Oh, let me write about this right? from, a, from an experiential perspective. And then also say, this is how I've dealt with it. Um, this is what I've done. These were the results of it. So I found that showing up, becoming visible and valuable was, was about me being visible to myself, the real me, right? And, oh, I mean, we must never fool ourselves in, in thinking that we, we, we know the real me, right? There are layers to us. Oh, that onion bulb, you know, is just waiting to reveal itself. And, and part of that is showing up over and over and showing up and showing up. And the more you do that, the more comfortable you get with being all you, mm-hmm. you know, saying it I, like it is. I used to say yeah. to, I still do actually say to my clients, look, if your social media posts don't reflect what you do with your one-to-one clients, then you're ripping people off. Because what you're saying is, let me give you some fir- surface, surface level bull crud. And then when you then, then if you buy into it, then I'll give you the good stuff. So yeah. I just stopped like, look, this is how I talk. Like if you come on a call with me, this is how I'm going to talk. And when I tell you that stuff pisses me off, this pisses me off. Um, yeah. Cause I will have my own, you know, my friends know I have a little rant every now and then. So I just started yeah. making some of them rants a bit available. I'm like, if another person calls me about blah, <laughs> yeah. thinking blah, let me explain how yeah. this works. Cause I'm sick of it. Um, but there is that degree to which it's, you've got to get to that space almost where you stop proving yeah. something and you just share. Yes. You're absolutely, you, you're sharing for the sake of, and again, there the, again comes that, that aspect of detachment. Mm-hmm. You're sharing to serve. Yeah. First and foremost, if you detach of the outcome of how that's going to serve, then it comes flooding to you. Yeah. You know, it's a, I wrote a post the other day about, because I, I keep on getting people uh, coming back to me and saying, oh, I so, much, I so much want to get into a one-to-one with you, but I'm so afraid, right? Because I'm the BS detector, right? I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, not gonna, I'm, I'm really not going to dance around it. And for me, the premise from which I come is, that's not what you're paying me for. You, you're paying me to elevate. You're paying me to evolve. Mm-hmm. You're not paying me to, you know, kind of coddle you all the damn time. So I wrote a post the other day and I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting slightly tired <laughs> of this, oh, I'm so afraid, right, to come for a coaching session with you. And, and I said, I'm going to call it out for what it is. You're not afraid of me. You're afraid of yourself because you're afraid of the magnitude that you have. You're afraid of the magnificence that you have. You're afraid of how big you are and how big that mission is. And you cannot dare or even begin to fathom what you're supposed to be doing with it. Mm-hmm. I said, so darling, you're not afraid of me. You're afraid of your own magnitude. Now, if you, have a, if you want to get to see your magnitude and live in that magnitude, yes, by all means, give me a call, <laughs> right? 
but I'm no longer going to take the blame for your fear-based mongering. I'm not. That is so yeah. beautiful. That is so beautiful. My goodness, have we covered stuff, Noha? Oh my gosh. Mm. Mm, mm, so yum. Mm, I'm gonna have to get you back. I'm not gonna lie. There's so much here. Um, so how do people who've been listening to this and they're, they're having a moment of inspiration, awakening? Oh, okay, then or, or they, they, you know, they might be a little bit scared of you. <laughs> and then they must remember my final words they they remember they're remembering but they still want to just kind of dance around a little bit more until yeah. they can you know find that that inspiration that the confidence or the courage that's the word mm, the courage yeah. within themselves to take that step further where do they find you and i trust me folks everything that she's about to say will be in the show notes so you can just scroll and find them there whether you're on youtube if you're not if you haven't subscribed firstly and you've listened this far like you better hit that button now because there's yeah. so much more where this is coming from in this season there's like 40 episodes in this season so you know yeah. hit the subscribe button you don't want to be missing any of this but how do people stay in touch with you well, I'm, I'm, I'm all over social media besides Twitter. I just can't get myself to, to do so few characters. Um, but yeah, I'm on Instagram, Facebook. I'm mostly on Facebook, to be honest. Um, no, yes, up. And of course, my page is The Conscious Maverick. And then my group, The Mucking and Phasing Royals. Um, you know, that's my, my biz life blend group in, in which I do all of my teachings. That's mm-hmm. where I really do the teachings in the group. Um, we are a wonderful community. We call it the, the castle of consciousness. You know? So yeah, come and join us there. Please do. So check the links. I'm doing that thing again. Like if you're listening on a podcast and you're not on the, so the video is on the YouTube, I'll remind you, but I'm doing that thing again where I'm like pointing my fingers down and people are going to be like, what are you pointing at? doesn't matter what platform you're on. Just go and check out the links and make sure that you join and stay in touch. I mean, I've known Noha for like, it's been like 12 months maybe a bit more than that. Incredible, like life transforming, absolutely life transforming person to be around and absolutely what we need more of. So do stay tuned, subscribe to the channel so that you can make sure that you're getting updates on everything that's coming, going forth. Remember the world-class, not the world-class female speakers, crikey, you can join my group as well, which is called world-class female speakers. Great place to be for anybody who's speaking, looking to get on more stages. Like Noha, I'm a no BS person, so I'm not hiding nothing. Like I will tell you what it's going to take and I'm going to tell you if you're ready, (laughs) right? So jump in there. I do lives and um, content in there. Uh, And furthermore, if you are looking to get on stages, not sure where to start, The Female Speakers Conference is at the end of this year, 27th of November. You want to get your ticket, um, get them as soon as possible while the early bird is open or early bird, late bird, mid bird, blind bird. I don't care. Just get your ticket because um, we are going to be rocking it. We're bringing all kinds of experts from within the industry, marketing, sales, PR, um, speaker insights in terms of how the industry works. Like if you're serious, stop being, don't be scared of me. Just like, don't be scared of Noha. Just find a little bit of courage, buy the ticket, get there, and let's make this happen. Noha, what is your famous last words for this show? I'm going to let you wrap it up. Ooh, you my famous people. last. Yeah, I think, you know, it's so often we shy away from our power. And we shy away from the magnitude of who we are. And we think that, oh, I'm going to dim my light. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make my power smaller so that it's comfortable for others. And I'm here to say, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't create comfort for others. That's their job. Right? You being as big as you are, it's not intentionally discomforting for others. 
that's that's their issue. I am, however, going to say in addition to that, you know, don't shine your light intentionally in someone else's eyes, but do shine a light for the path of someone else so that you can lead the way. So never be afraid of your power. Never be afraid of your magnitude of your light and live in that because you are a replica of the divine source. I got chills. I don't really know what else to say. Subscribe to the channel for the next episode. You can tell I'm like zoning out now and do not shy away from your own power. This has been the Valder the Valder Show Women of Power podcast and I will see you ladies in the next episode.